Hello, my name is Greg Barron. I would like to welcome you to the Follow the Leader audio podcast. This is episode four. I can't decide whether or not to call this episode diversion or disruption. Again, for those of you taking notes, and I imagine it might actually be one or two, diversion or disruption. First of all, for those of you that can hear the sound effects in the background, I am not outside, but I'm watching a channel that shows basically scenes from a tropical island. I mean, the sounds of the living creatures, the sounds of the water, even the sounds of the occasional thunderstorm. And the thunderstorms go so quick. They come in, boom, boom, and then they're gone. Wish they were like that in real life sometimes. But it's real cool. And I can actually do work with that on in the background, and it's very relaxing. And um, it just shows that as you grow older, your tastes in diversion change. When you're young, you look for diversion that breaks with the norm, breaks with good behavior, breaks with what your parents tell you to do, what society wants you to do. And as you grow older, your, your diversions have a tendency to fit in more with society, with what society encourages, what society is selling. And that's the difference between, you know, grown folks and little folks. I'll tell you a quick little folks story about me. When I was a kid, we would travel to other churches for revival or some other Um, type of get-together church service where different church families would get together. And so I would see people that were distant cousins of mine or friends and family, and they they would look at me like an older gentleman walked up on me and my brother one time. We were standing there all dressed up in our suits, you know, everybody's a dress-up occasion. And they walked up to us And the gentleman looked at me, and he looked at my brother. And the light of recognition did not go on in his eyes. So he looked at me again, and he looked at his wife. And his wife pointed at me and said, that's the bad one right there. (laughs) Oh, okay. And the man turned and looked at me, and he smiled, and he said, Greg... So off of the suggestion that I was the bad one, he instantly knew my name. I think I was in the fourth grade when this happened. Maybe fifth grade. And he turned to Phil and called Phil's name instantly. Philip. Phil nodded his head. Nice to meet you, you know. Did our pleasantries with them and they walked off. And I said, so that's how they know me. And Phil said, your fame precedes you. 
<laughs> I said, yeah, I guess so. But that didn't bother me. Not at all. I didn't, I was like, they better know it. This is who I am. And um, they better get used to it. I was, it's a good thing that I was pretty good with the books. Because it got me a measure of grace with some of the other things that I would do. I wasn't, okay, don't get me wrong now. In my family, you did not confront the authority figures. You did not openly defy them. Hear the thunderstorm in the background. Isn't that cool? Um, I wouldn't sit outside doing something like this. Not on your life. But being in the house. Having my own little manufactured thunderstorm. It is so cool. But anyway. Um, where was I? I'm easily, as you can see, I'm easily distracted. Uh, one of my flaws. Um, I always wanted to get, I wanted to be excited. I wanted to be, I wanted to sneak around and see things that I was not supposed to see. Do things I was not supposed to do. I would never openly defy my parents because something like that would, they, you know, they bury me in the backyard after they killed me. That, that just wouldn't work. And I, but I wanted to, I wanted to be a good kid that went around and did mischievous things. I think that's the softest way to put it. And so um, I was seeking diversion. I wanted something to steer me away from the fact, just the, the boring life of a good kid. And, um, so diversion is for those who have it pretty good. If you made it to a certain degree, then you want to have cookouts, you want to go to the lake, you want to go on vacation, go to New Orleans, maybe go go do a little mild bit of gambling under reservation, your life is pretty status quo. Your life is not something that defies the system. Your life is something that fits within the system. Okay. Well, as we all know, life is about scarce resources. There ain't enough resources to go around. And so that's why we're all scrabbling, going to work, running the rat race. Because we're trying to get more of these resources for ourselves and for our loved ones. Makes sense. So, you have your diversion on the side to steer you away from the work life. You know, because you go crazy if all you think about is work. You need something to divert your mind away from that 40 hours a week. In some cases, for some people, 60 hours a week. Okay. Well, for some people, that ain't enough. That life, that life might have gotten them to a certain point of success, happiness, achievement. But there's a glass ceiling. There are doors that are locked. There are roads that are just too far for you to travel under your own power. 
And so what do you do? What do you do? How do you change this? How do you put yourself in a position to achieve more, get more, have more? Okay. The first thing you need to have in order to do this is you need to have more power. You need to have more plain old ability to get your hands on what you want to get. Okay, you may ask, okay, well, that, that you make that sound simple, Baron, but, but how does that work exactly? Okay. You, you may need to move from allowing yourself to be diverted to creating some kind of disruption. You know, disruption was a hot buzzword in especially the tech community. But in the business community for, for, for quite some time, probably still is now. And disruption means changing some process or event or some status quo. And so maybe everything goes A, B, C, D, and you just say, well, wait, wait a minute, we're going to go A, B, K. A, B, K, Z. I want to try that. I want to see how that works out. Okay. Now, you have to be careful with disruption because, as we know, all disruption is not safe. You can't be standing at the top of a flight of stairs and decide, well, I'm going to jump all the way to the bottom because I want to get to the bottom quicker. No. That's not how that works. That's what you would, where you say, I want to achieve a quick trip to the hospital with a broken leg. And that's not good. That, that's not an outcome. You have to think about the outcome you want before you disrupt something. And you have to figure out whether that disruption is going to help you achieve that outcome. Okay. So, let's say you're at a point in your life where you're dissatisfied with the way things are currently. And you have to think about what would make you satisfied. And move past more money. Move past that. That's so obvious that it's, it's a trap, really. That it's important to have money and it's important to get more money. But you should try to achieve something more along with the financial benefits. You should try to find some emotional benefits. You should try to find an opportunity to connect with something. To connect you. To connect the dreamer with some dream that you've always had. Whatever that dream might be. And so, okay, so that means that you need to do a little identifying. You need to figure out what is your dream. What's going to make you, ooh, 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 get up. Ooh, ooh, yes, I want to do that. And then you sit back down and you say, okay, now how do I do that? Whatever the dream might be. It may be too late to be a tap dancer on Broadway. But there may be enough time for you to learn how to salsa dance. Meet a whole new set of people to hang out with. And change your social scene. You never know. And you never know what that might lead to. It might lead to the ladies you may find Raimondo. Hello. 
I'm Raimondo. The way you salsa dance, it, it captivates me. So you never know. You never know what's going to come out of it. All right, now, I did not mean to say that the only thing a woman is looking for is a man. I just put that out there like a woman might be looking for a man. So don't y'all come at me now. I'm just, look, I'm, I'm, I'm 56 years old, man. I'm trying to keep up with the environment that I live in. I get introduced to all these new concepts and ideas. And so I try to, I try to be fair. But I, I can only go, I, can, I have to start from point A, B, C. And uh, we're not going to jump all the way to K into Z at this moment. So, um, but if you love baseball and you want to be more connected to that sport, maybe work with kids, maybe get a job working for Major League Baseball. Take your business skills, and you can try to figure out how does one get a job working for the Braves, say. Hey, get a job working for the Braves. I've, I've always been a Braves fan. Lord have mercy, they have disappointed me at times, but the love is still there. And... Um, Working for them seems like it could be uh, an in- an interesting opportunity if baseball was something that, that drove you. But let's say that you need to make a serious, a major disruption. Maybe you say, I want to be my own boss. I'm tired of working for other people. I've had my fill of that. I think I did it quite well, but now I want to put it behind me. And so, Baron, how do I do that? How do I satisfy my desire to create my own thing and run that thing like a steam engine, make it do some things? You have to be ready to disrupt your entire life to a certain degree. I don't mean put yourself out on the street, that kind of disruption. What I mean is you need to turn off some of your diversions and put that energy, effort, and those resources into this disruption. Because remember now, I've talked to you before, when you when you start a business, you are creating something out of thin air. And you want to rev that engine up and make it go and make it operate on its own so it can put money in your pocket. Remember, if a business is more than just a hobby. A hobby is something you put money into and you don't really expect to get money out of it. And a business, that, that, that equation works the opposite way. You want to put one, two, three in and get four, five, six, seven, eight out of it. That should be the goal. So, I am talking to people who have never had the opportunity to operate a business before, who have been interested but who never thought they could do it. I said, man, I don't have a business school education, man. I've never done anything but work down here at the diner. I've never done this. I've never done anything but blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, if you've held down a job, especially if you've raised kids, if you have any artistic talent that you pursued, then you have it within you to create, to disrupt your surroundings disrupt your personal environment and create something that will take you in other directions, that will lift your life to a different level of operation. And so, are you willing? Do you have the will? 
to change things, to make a change. People are afraid of change. It's true. People get in comfortable routines and change is the last thing they want to experience. So you have to figure out what changes might help you head down the road toward success, toward whatever you define as success. So back to the identity thing for a minute. You have to figure out what does success mean to you? What does success look like? What do you have to have? What kind of office? Or do you have an office? Are you worth sitting outside your garden somewhere with your laptop in your lap doing your business? What what means are you are you playing golf every day? Because you don't work anymore at all. I mean what 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 are you traveling around going to your kids' basketball games at whatever colleges they're going to? What do, what does it look like? So and you want to do these things with relative ease. You don't want to have the struggle to do it. You, if you know struggling gets old after a while. We've all struggled at one time or another. Who wants to do that forever? So, so we want to move past the struggleation to a level of success where things are better for us and those that we care about. And this puts us in a position to benefit our communities in larger ways. And to, I mean, I hate to say it, I know it sounds like a cliche, man. I know it sounds corny, but make the world a better place. I believe in that. I believe it's possible. I believe the more we share with each other, the more we reach out to each other, the 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 more we can improve our world in a larger sense. And the, yeah, the world doesn't just belong to the greedy man. I, I don't believe that. So I will always strive to push back on that. Anybody? I mean, look, I, I, it's easy to be cynical. When you look at the world and you look at a lot of events in the world. But you have to look past that. God wants you to look beyond situations and events. God wants you to be true to what he wants you to believe. And how he wants you to behave. And it can be difficult for some people. If you weren't raised in the church or if your experiences were not as positive, it can take some turning around of your mind and of your heart to make that a reality. But it can be done. It's done every day. All you have to do is be willing to think in a different way and think about different things. Don't focus on the negative. Focus on the positive. If all you focus on is the negative, you're not being honest. You're not being true. So be honest. Turn away from the negative. I I believe it was Helen Keller who said, if you turn your face to the sunlight, you cannot see the shadows. Mm, How about that? Isn't that something? So... We are trying to turn all of our faces into the sunlight of success and move forward for our sake and for our loved ones, for our children, for our communities, but for our individual sakes. Too. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people feel like they're, but man, I wrong for me to try to do this for myself. No, it is not. No, it is not. 
There's nothing wrong with being successful as long as you don't get greedy and as long as you don't hurt other people in the process. And um, you can do that if you want to, but you're going to pay for that. I'm sorry. That's just, hey, that's what I believe. Eventually, it's going to catch up. So why not do it right? So you don't have to sit around getting half-cracked drunk because you feel guilty about all that stuff you did 20 years ago. And now you got to figure out how to make it up. Nah, man, just just do it right as soon as you can. Do it right from the beginning. I mean, I had to turn away from a lot of ways of thinking and ways of behavior. And um, Lord knows if I can do it, anybody can. So, So we are talking about the difference between diversion and disruption. Again, I am Greg Barron. And this is the Follow the Leader audio podcast, which is available on Anchor and Spotify and Google Podcasts and some other ones, which the poor blind man cannot remember because I don't have any cards to read off of. I'm sorry. I'm doing this thing off the top of my head. Now y'all going to have to bear with me. So... And also, I have I have a channel on YouTube where I make little short videos of motivation. And the, the content is different for the video podcast than it is for the audio podcast. I know some of y'all out there. While Greg's sending me all these doggone messages, I done heard all the audio podcasts. Why I need to see the because it's different, it's different material. But it's all tied together. And there will be a test on this later. And there will be a prize. You don't want to miss out on the prize. It's way down the road now. It's going to be a very small prize, but there will be one. So, come on now. Y'all bear, bear with the old man. If the old man can sit here and spin this stuff up off the top of his head, then y'all can, y'all can work with him now. And um, y'all can help me help me stay on track here now because I, I have to blend these two things together, audio and video and try to make it make sense alright, but we are still discussing see, that was a diversion I went away I, I, I missed a tangent I take off, as you probably can tell I can take off on a tangent in five seconds and then I'm like, okay, where am I, what was I doing what was I supposed to somebody tell me what, what was I supposed to say but we were talking about the difference between diversion and disruption. Diversion is often without purpose. Diversion is often done just for the sake of the diverting activity. I mean, if you go to play golf, there ain't no $2 million pot at the end of the 18th hole. You're going out there for recreation. Recreation is its own end. Its own end. That's fine. Now... When you go jogging or when you go to the gym, there's a purpose to that. There's a benefit to that because you're doing it to stay in shape. That's fitness goal. Now, you might also be going out there to, you know, go to meet somebody, go flex up a little bit in the mirror and say, hello, pop the pecs, you know, let somebody check you out socially. You know, nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Um, I used to like to drive. One thing that I, I used to really, I used to get in the car and I would drive just for the sake of being out on the road and just being nosy. 
and looking to see what was going on. And oh, look, they're building a new housing development over there. And oh, oh, is that where that restaurant is? Oh my goodness, that kind of stuff. Just discovery. And so I saw diversion in video games. I saw diversion uh, watching movies and socializing with friends, going to little dinner parties and such. And those things are still things I'd look forward to enjoying once we get past this blankety-blank pandemic. Okay. But diversion is often not profitable. Diversion is often an expenditure. You have to save money. You need a disposable income in order to have diversion or to have the tools of diversion. A PlayStation, a car, nice clothes, cologne to wear when you're going out, things of that nature. Okay? But disruption, if you do it right, it is a way of cracking open the piggy bank of the world and giving yourself a chance. Oh, I want to be a part of this industry, this business. I want to, I have a talent that I want to take advantage of. And I want somebody to notice it. And so you may see an ad in the paper. Maybe you've never done a casting call. But there may be a casting call we're looking for young lady between the age of 25, 29, um, come dress professionally because the role, you're supposed to be working in the office and walk, walk through, walk on type deal. And you're like, hmm, I've never done that. And this may be a chance to get your first acting gig. You may not get to say a word, but you get to pop on screen. And then who knows? Who knows where it could go from there? Who knows what it could inspire you? to pursue and going back to the business side of it you see people start businesses on the internet every day it's just it's such a common thing now. Um, pick a product or service that you're capable of producing figure out a way to do it more efficiently more, more less expensive Figure out how to get your web page created, put it up, and let it fly. See what it'll do. And there's more to it than that, but those are basically the steps that you wrap all the fine tuning around. And you say, Well, Baron, that ain't enough for me to risk no money. I, I certainly, you need to know more than that. And so you have to take the time to learn more about whatever venture you feel inspired to go into. Just like if you wanted to be a basketball player, you would be walking around with a basketball in your hand every day. That was the thing about, uh, let's use Magic Johnson as an example. Magic walked around with a basketball attached to his hand when he was a kid. And he was his, his competitive nature was such Admittedly, he said he was the worst. He was he was awful when it came to being competitive. He said, I didn't care if it was a game of jacks. I wanted to win. I didn't just want to play. I wanted to win. 
And as a side note, side story about me, I would be playing Uno with my cousins. Uh, you know, we're like maybe like sixth grade, seventh grade, like that. And we'd be all sitting at the table here at my house. And my mother would walk by the table and she'd say, Y'all watch Greg now. Greg will cheat, you know. My mother, my mother would give me up like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I would cheat if I had a chance. If I had a chance, <laughs> I had a chance to see somebody's cards or if I had a chance. This is me. This is the young me now. Don't hold this against me. Good Lord. This is the old me. This is the unsaved Greg. Okay? I'm different now. But yeah, back then, yes. Oh, my God. Famously, my brother has never beat my brother, my, my late brother. He never beat me at Monopoly. Never, ever. And that was because that was a game that I could cheat at when he and I played. I couldn't cheat with him at checkers. And I, I never beat him at checkers. To at least not that I can remember. And I never beat him at chess. And it was at the point where we'd be halfway done with the game and I would just hit the board and mess it up. And he would just look at me and shake his head and say, that's one for me. And I'd be whatever, and I'd get up and walk off. But playing Monopoly, and you might ask, well, how does one cheat at Monopoly? Well, what you do is, whenever my brother's attention was diverted, see how I threw that word in there, man. Whenever my brother's attention was diverted, my mother would call him or something, phone rang or something. I would steal some money out of the bank. I would put a couple of hundreds in there and I'd take a 500 out or vice versa, I'd take. <laughs> and because um, I wanted to win, I wanted to win. I wanted to be successful. All right. Now, fortunately, I outgrew the need to do that sort of thing. Fortunately, all the the good home training and great many spankings I received as a child, it beat that kind of stuff out of me. I'm I'm not kidding either. I'm I'm, I'm serious. Every spanking I got, I deserved for one thing or another. If I didn't deserve it for what they caught me doing, I deserved it for things they didn't know about. Like I said, I was a sneaky kid. So... I was always seeking that that diversion. And so I want you to think about what drives your competitive nature, what pushes you to pursue. What do you want? And how can we cause some kind of disruption to give you a chance to participate in? So we're going to get into more concrete things as we move along in this series. But I want to open your mind to the possibility that it can happen. You have to start there. That's the foundation. You have to get people to believe. I'm I'm talking to people who never thought anything like this could happen for them, to them, for their families, for their kids. That's who I'm reaching out to here. And... And I want you to believe that 
you can create the right kind of diversion. I'm sorry. That you can create the right kind of disruption. So you need to pool all your diversions together and see if you can come up with the resources, with the, the firepower to create the right kind of disruption that will give you an avenue into the world that you want to be a part of. And look, if you have your parents to help you get into a different sport. See, I'm not talking to kids here because kids are supposed to have grown people to help create these avenues for them. But I am talking to grown people who might be feeling like, you know, I feel like I missed my opportunity. I missed my chance to really let my flag fly. And the answer to that is no, no. Every morning you wake up, you have a chance. You have an opportunity. And as um, long as you keep on waking up, man, you have a chance. I, that's what I believe. I believe you can keep, keep things rolling. And not just rolling for somebody else. But you can figure out how to make it roll for yourself. So, um, I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to delve more into this in another segment because this is something that the more I talk about it, the more I sense how important it is. It, it's giving, getting people to see that yes, you can make this happen, but you may have to break open the chain of how you live your life. You may have to create a different scenario for yourself. And that may mean getting a different job. It may mean moving to a different city. It may mean changing your whole personal routine so that you have time to devote to whatever side hustle that you eventually want to see turn into a bigger business or whatever investment you want to make or investments you want to make. You may need to, okay, well, I got to give up my membership at the whatever, whatever, so that I can have more money to put in the stock market that I, we can use to, we're going to get another mortgage on the house, our biggest investment or whatever. And so once you start thinking along those lines of what more can we do? What more can I do? Once you start thinking along the lines of there is more that I can do. You know, maybe not right this second. You can't snap your fingers. You cannot rub the lamp. Expect genie to pop out. Make it all happen for you. But God has created us to be able to operate within the constraints of our lives and expand those constraints to make more things happen. Now, disruption is key because the playing field is not level for everyone. America is free but not cheap. And all the quality is not equal. And so, sometimes you have to really set a stick of intellectual dynamite 
in order to blow open an avenue to where you're trying to go. And you have to just go, I mean, you hate to use the man's trademark, but sometimes you just have to go beast mode sometimes and just explode into that thing and say, I am here, I'm here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into this. So, whatever gets you excited, whatever fires up your willpower, because it's going to be some work, but it's worth doing, especially when you see that it can be what you want it to be. And so, this has been episode four of the Follow the Leader audio podcast diversion versus disruption see how I worked that title out all nice and smooth yeah man that's that's what I do and um, now this ending here is for one of my best friends who took a shot at me for the way I end the podcast uh, having to hunt for the stop button of all the people that would come at me about this it would have to be you Christopher that's right I put your name out there in it so that people know who is the most crass friend of mine in my life and um, but now here we are at the end and I'm shamelessly going to hunt for the stop button thank you for listening as always I appreciate all of the feedback that I get from you guys. And I am going to provide, I promise, I'm going to provide more ways for you guys to reach out and um, express your opinion about the show. Everybody except for Chris said it. Okay, now, because I talked that trash to Chris, it's taking me a long time to... Hold on. Oh, I know what it is. It's because I got these sound effects playing in the back. Ah. All right.